0: friends and vinyl community, it's Brian from Brian's Vinyl Records. Welcome to my podcast. I hope you're going to enjoy this episode here. I'm looking at trying to get more content out in the year 2020. I know it's been sporadic over the last year, and I, I think it's not fair to you to even subscribe to this channel and not get any content. So, as you've noticed, the last several episodes have been tracks episodes. We're going to continue doing tracks episodes But I'm also going to do some inserted episodes here and there, hopefully on a regular basis, to kind of give you updates on my vinyl collection, what I'm spinning this week and why, things like that. And if there's any good topics, we'll cover those as well. So a couple things this week to talk about here. I'm going to start with the... What I'm spinning recently. So a lot of things going on here. I'm still in the middle of reading a book by Sammy Hagar, his autobiography. It's titled Red, and uh, it's, it's actually been really fascinating. So Sammy Hagar, it, if anyone knows anything, I grew up with Van Hagar over Van Halen, uh, right? So to me, Van Halen is Sammy Hagar. And I know that's blasphemous to a lot of Van Halen fans out there, and I get it. You know, Van Halen is David Lee Roth and the boys, right? Well, when I started getting into Van Halen was on the Foreign Lawful Carnal Knowledge days, and Sammy Hagar was the singer there. So the two albums I was exposed to by Van Halen first were the OU812 album and the Foreign Lawful Carnal Knowledge album. So it wasn't until I went to my grandmother's house, and in the basement was my uh, uncle's record collection. In his record collection, he had Van Halen 1. So knowing that I really enjoyed Van Halen from Foreign Lawful Carnal Knowledge, I took that album home with me and listened to it and was confused, right? I didn't know that Van Halen at the time had a second singer. So when I heard David Lee Roth's voice, I was like, wow, Sammy Hager's voice really changed. And then as I kept reading and looking at the back, I was noticed, oh, this is a completely different singer. So this is before the internet was a huge deal, so I couldn't just go research what had happened here or how that worked. So it was through talking with friends and things like that that I learned really that David Lee Roth was the lead singer at first and was the lead singer for a long time and then Sammy Hagar replaced him when he left the band. So pretty cool stuff and of course as I delved into Van Halen more and more, I enjoyed the older stuff, I enjoyed the newer stuff and I just have a bias towards Sammy Hagar version of Van Halen because that's what I started on. I love the David Lee Roth version. I love the Sammy Hagar version. As you know from the tracks episode earlier, not a big fan of the Gary Cherone version, but not many are. So, but either way, either way, I really like Sammy Hagar. I've gotten into, as I've collected vinyl, some of his solo stuff recently. And so, yeah, when I started reading this book. and I I read it in spurts. I'm a slow reader and I usually tend to listen to audiobooks more, but I started this book. I'm about halfway through it and I figured I will just read it instead of order the audiobook and listen to it. And so slowly I've been reading this book and I'm getting into his solo career and just before he was joining Van Halen. So some of the things I've been listening to lately are some of his solo records. And I picked up recently the first album from the band Montrose, which Sammy Hager was, of course, the lead vocalist for at the beginning. And I I really enjoyed that album a lot. Uh, Rock Candy is a great song. And what I thought was really cool was the Bad Motor Scooter song has the same start as the Kickstart My Heart from Motley Crue. So now I know where Motley Crue got that beginning to Kickstart My Heart. It was really kind of neat to hear that. And as it was playing uh, in my head, I'm hearing kickstart my heart starting and then it goes into bad motor scooter i'm like wow that was really cool so really neat to see that they gave props to uh the band for that so just really cool so either way um what uh one thing that i'm listening to a lot is that sammy hagar music and so i picked up montrose recently and i picked up three lock box which is one of sammy's solo albums so Those are some of the things I'm listening to. A couple other things um, that I've been listening to recently is um, I've done a lot of country uh, music the last few weeks. I kind of pick a day in the week, and as I'm working, I spin mostly country music from a a lot of different artists, right? And so I've been enjoying that as one of those getaways. And then um, some of the other stuff that I've really been getting into we had a theme week in one of the groups where it was high school days. What were you listening to in your high school days? Right. And that was a fun theme because what I realized not really knowing at the time was that I listened to a lot of grunge and alternative rock, which makes sense. I graduated in 1996. So my formative years of high school were when grunge was just breaking and alternative rock was taking over the radio airways. Now, That said, I consider myself a heavy metal, hair metal, glam rock guy. That was my jam before grunge took over. But what I'm noticing when I go back and think of high school and some of the albums that meant things to me is that I really was into grunge and alternative rock more than I wanted to ever admit. So it was kind of fun going through there and going through my collection and seeing what albums I pulled out. So some of the albums that I listened to during that weekend, just to give you a a taste of the music I was into in my high school years. I started out with uh, Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion 2. Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion 2 was a huge game changer for me. That album, I mean, wow. It was... Eye opening. At the time, I was really into things like um, Michael Jackson, and believe it or not, The New Kids on the Block, Paula Abdul, Madonna, things like that, you know, top 40 pop hits. And the only hard stuff I really was into at that time was Bon Jovi. He That was about as hard as I got at the time. Someone gave me a copy on cassette of Use Your Illusion 2. I brought that home, put it in my cassette player, and my life changed. I i had never heard anything like it it was that good so that was the first album i played for my high school theme weekend because it really did change my interest in music and it brought me into that hard rock heavy metal genre Uh, from there i would listen to things like slaughter firehouse poison was huge acdc acdc i got into a little before and poison a little beforehand in my seventh grade year but um, i listened to more of that uh bon jovi of course was big and then I started getting into heavier things. Metallica became big for me. Um, Megadeth became big for me. Motley Crue became big for me. So that was really the album, User Illusion uh, 2, that kicked me in that direction. So really cool. So I spun that one first. Uh, I also listened to Alice in Chains' Jar of Flies. That was a big one for me. Uh, Get a Grip by Aerosmith. I mean, high school. Aerosmith, Get a Grip, comes out. First thing you see the videos for that album and Liv Tyler Alicia Silverstone in three I think of the videos off that album crying amazing and uh, oh why can't I think of the last one um, crazy those three songs featured live Tyler and Alicia Silverstone as the actresses in the videos and uh, If you're a kid that age, that leaves an impression on you. That's for sure. I'll just leave it at that. So Get a Grip was a big album for me. Loved that album. Uh, In the band I was in at the time, we played Eat the Rich a lot for fun. Just a a great time. So that one got played. Hootie and the Blowfish. They're still big for me. Uh, When I play any kind of solo acoustic shows or even duo acoustic shows, uh, at least one, likely two songs from the Cracked Review Mirror makes the set list. Um, I just love singing that so- those songs. I love playing those songs, and people love hearing those songs. And so that had a big influence on me. Bon Jovi's "Keep the Faith" album. I got that for Christmas in 1993 on cassette, and that was one of my favorite. It still is probably my favorite Bon Jovi album. It's that you know good to me. Love the album. Uh, loved spinning it. I have it on vinyl, and and absolutely love it. Alanis Moore sets, "You Ought to Know." I mean. What can you say about that? That came out in 1995, I believe. That was my junior year and senior year of high school. And all I remember is my friend Josie and I would drive around town in either my car or her car, and that would be the CD that would just be cranking as we drove. Uh, It it leaves a great mark on my memory. So Alanis Morissette, Spin Doctors, man. The Spin Doctors... We played two princes to death, my cousin and I, my cousin Jim. And uh, we just loved that song. And so, uh, you know, the Spin Doctors album, uh, Pocket Full of Kryptonite, is a huge one for us, for me. And a great reminder of high school. Pearl Jam was big. You know, Pearl Jam 10 was huge, but I always gravitate towards the second album, Versus. I remember when that came out, people were confused because it was kind of nothing like 10 was and 10 was what they were expecting a 10 part 2 and they came out with this album and to me it's just a a beautiful gorgeous album it's my favorite Pearl Jam album of all the albums that they put out I absolutely love this album and yeah so I played that one how about Stone Temple Pilots they were huge too I play Purple Purple's my favorite Stone Temple Pilots album I know people will say Core is better and that's you know great opinion. It's an awesome album. I just recently picked that up on vinyl too. Love that album. But Purple, man, I would drive around town and crank Purple all the time. I absolutely love that album. All the songs, I can sing almost everywhere too. Just great stuff. Uh, Live was big back then, right? Live was huge. Uh, selling the drama was all over the radio lightning crashes was all over the radio so those albums uh, that album was was big and I never owned that album in high school I didn't buy it it wasn't until later that I actually bought that album but I heard so much of it because it played on the radio constantly so I played that uh, for my high school themed weekend it was great and then uh, Motley Crue's 1994 self-titled album featuring John Karabi Uh, I will say this over and over again. This is my favorite Motley Crue album. And I know that hurts a lot of Motley Crue fans, because it's not Vince Neil. And that's fine. I love Vince Neil. I love Motley Crue. But this album was so different. And it probably should not have been released as a Motley Crue album, because it's so different. But it was. And it's easily my favorite album of the band it is hard heavy it's uh deep it's just great it's just so different from what they were doing and i love it and i love john krabby and i love his voice and so i i spun the john krabby release which was uh called one night in nashville i believe it was called it's 94 live it is the complete 1994 self-titled motley crew album front to back in order performed by John Karabi in Nashville in 2011 it was released on CD when it first came out and it was officially released on vinyl in 2000 and I believe it was 2018 and I picked up a copy and I'm so glad I did because the copy of Motley Crue's self-titled album on vinyl would cost about $250 and I don't pay that kind of money for vinyl so I can't justify doing that, but this is as close as I'm going to get, and I love it. It's absolutely fantastic. It's it's fun to listen to. It's great. The band he assembled to do this was just spot on. Everything sounded cool. So I absolutely love it. I spun that as well. So that's kind of what I've been listening to a lot of lately is is a mix of country music and uh, high, tunes from my high school. You know, interspersed in between, there's a bunch of stuff that uh, that I also listen to. But those were the big things that I've been listening to a lot lately. Sammy Hagar, and then and then all that. So that's my kind of vinyl update on as far as what I'm listening to. Um, real fun stuff here. So uh, some of the things that I picked up recently. I mentioned the Sammy Hagar albums. I picked those up. I got a couple more Dolly Parton albums for my collection. I picked up the Bargain Store and then uh, New Harvest First Gathering albums from the uh, 70s. I believe those both were. One might be from the 80s. I got to look at that again. But Dolly Parton, I'm, I've been slowly g- gathering as much Dolly Parton as I can. I really enjoy her songs and her music. So definitely enjoying that. And then what else here? Uh, I picked up some Samantha Fish. Guys, if you have not heard Samantha Fish, I cannot recommend her more. If you like good bluesy guitar this with, with, with good music behind it and uh just a really good vocalist Uh, i would highly recommend samantha fish her latest album killer be kind is absolutely fantastic i was recommended it by a few people and i finally streamed it and i went out and had to buy it on vinyl right away because it was just it was that good to me also i picked up her previous album to that which is called chills and fever another one i I haven't listened to it yet i'm looking forward to spinning that probably this week coming up but uh i've I've become a big fan so i can't recommend samantha fish anymore out this week also was the new album from william patrick corgan of the smashing pumpkins he released uh his second solo well i don't even know how many solo albums he actually has put out but this is the second one i bought and, and this is called uh cotillions which i looked up and is some sort of a french dance so there you go i'm not sure what that has to do with the album i haven't listened to that one yet either gonna crack the seal on that this week and give that a spin really enjoyed his previous album which i'm gonna butcher it but i think it was called augula or augula or something like that but i really enjoyed that album i thought it was really good so looking forward to this i hope it's as good or better than his previous solo album because i really enjoyed that as well And then other than that, um, oh, I found a really cool album at my local shop. And one I had not known even existed until it was sitting in my hands. And I was staring at it going, holy crap. And that is The Civil War's Unplugged on VH1. Now, Joy Williams and John Paul White, I love them as a duo. I absolutely have loved their solo efforts since they broke up. But the Civil Wars was uh, just a a really good duo band that blended just great guitar playing by John Paul White with amazing vocals and harmonies between Joy and John. And I've been a fan since my duo partner Stacy introduced me to them a few years ago. And I'm glad she did because it was just absolutely, they're absolutely fantastic. So I saw this sitting in the new arrivals bin and it was priced at 25 bucks which normally on a used record, I don't like to pay that much unless it's something I really, really, really want. But I'd never seen this before and didn't even know it existed. So I took a chance. I bought it, uh, brought it home, listened to it. It sounds absolutely great. It's an awesome press. It sounds awesome. It's a great show that they did. And then I looked and as I entered it into my Discogs for my collection, found out that it sells for pretty good money. So I'm not sure how I stumbled into this for the price I paid, but there are albums, uh, copies of this album on sale on Discogs for around $200, some as low as $50, but I got it for $25. So I'm going to knock that out as a huge win for me and instant awesome because uh, I didn't know it existed, and apparently it's not very common to find. On Amazon, there is one copy selling for used for $199. That's crazy. It's crazy. But that's what it's out there for. So I'm not sure what it sells for on an eBay or anything like that. I didn't pop it into Pop Psych to see what it goes for there. But I'm happy with the price I paid. uh, And it sounds awesome. I will definitely be listening to that more often than not. So... That is going to be my episode this week. I hope you enjoyed it. It's kind of like an update on my vinyl collection and what I've been listening to. I hope you enjoy this type of thing. I'm going to maybe do this a little more often every few weeks or so to give you an update on what kind of is tickling my fancy at the moment, any kind of cool albums I've picked up. There's some neat stuff coming out uh, real soon here from artists that I really dig. So if you're interested in seeing what's coming out, you can go to my website, bryansvinylrecords.com. On there, I list all the pre-orders that are available currently. I try to keep that up to date every couple weeks so that anything else that's being released or reissued or anything like that gets posted on there. Um, It's all picked out by me. Uh, I don't have everything that's out there. Obviously, you have to go out and find any kind of list that's out there. But I try to get things that I think people will enjoy and like and want to know that is out there. So just go to bryansfinalrecords.com, and right away you're going to be shown all the pre-order stuff that is available. So there's that. But there's some really cool stuff coming. Obviously, the latest Ozzy record comes out later this month. I'm super excited about that. I'm excited to see what can be done. I mean, this is a super group here. You got his producer playing guitar, which is interesting. But you've got Duff McKagan doing bass, and you've got Chad Smith playing drums. And then of course Ozzy. So I'm real curious to see how that all worked because I'm a huge Huge fan of Zach Wilde and really kind of sad that he wasn't involved in this project at all, because I think he is a fabulous guitar player and probably one of Ozzy's best with Randy Rhodes uh, only in front of him. But uh, great stuff. Looking forward to that. Also, let's see here. What else? Uh, Huey Lewis has a new album coming out soon. So check that out. Uh, Real excited for that. Mandy Moore has a new album coming out, her first in, I believe, over a decade so that's kind of cool for her congrats to her most people probably know her nowadays as one of the characters uh actresses on this is us uh, she hasn't been in the music scene for so long but back in the 90s or late 90s early 2000s she was one of those pop princesses that along with got mentioned with britney spears and jessica simpson and christina aguilera that's where her career was going at the time and then you just kind of Stopped when she kind of met Ryan Adams and got married. And there's a whole story there that I won't get into, but uh, happy to see her coming out with something new as well. So check out what's out there coming out on new releases. And there's some reissues also there, bryansvinylrecords.com. You can uh, always find the latest stuff there. You can click the button if you'd like to pre-order. Or of course, I always recommend that you go to your local retailer and if you can pre-order from them. Because I'd rather you spend your money there and get what you want from your local retailer support your local record stores all right that's going to do it for this week's episode of brian's vinyl records i hope you enjoyed it remember to check out my youtube channel i do a weekly update on new items that i've added to my collection you can find that there it's called vinyl editions i also do a couple other things on there when topics arise there will be a a review coming up on the vinyl style uh, inner sleeves that i've picked up recently. You can also follow me on Instagram. It's just Brian's Vinyl Records on Instagram, on Facebook. And if you want, those are the two places you can go to follow what I'm listening to throughout the day. So I post all the records that I play. I work from home, which allows me to play between three and five records a day during the workday. And I post them as I play them. So if you're interested in seeing what I'm listening to, you can check that out there. And then also, I, I do have a Twitter account, Brian, at Brian's bryansvinylwreck. I don't use it as often as I probably should, but it's out there. You can follow that if you'd like to. Every once in a while, I'll pop on and either share a cool story that I found or, or make some weird comment. Who knows? But either way, you can check me out on those social media devices. So thanks for listening. And until next time, keep spinning, vinyl friends. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember to check out my Twitter at Brian's Vinyl Rec, my Facebook and Instagram at Brian's Vinyl Records, and my YouTube channel, Brian's Vinyl Records. Thanks for listening, and until next time, keep spinning, Vinyl Friends.